Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Speedway Show. An idea exchange helping us to live well, live fully, and love deeply by improving the quality of our personal, professional, and spiritual relationships. So today is April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's Day to all of you out there, wherever you may be, on whatever continent. And I have to tell you, I was thinking, okay, so... This is the first April Fool's Day that the Speedway Show has been on air. What are we going to do? And it's a bait and switch. So what we did was we advertised a show about African-American and African dating. What is the difference? Are there cultural differences that change the way that we date? And actually that was a real show because I did that show on um, the African Roots Connection last week with Charles Dennis on KMOJFM. And uh, you could have called in and actually listened to that show last Saturday morning at 9 a.m. But if you missed it, you're not going to hear about it today because this is April Fool's Day and we're going to switch shows. What we're going to talk about today is IROC, oh yeah, how do you toot your own horn without appearing brash? boastful, arrogant, obnoxious, and all the things that some of us think about when we think about shameful self-promotion. Self-promotion is a tricky and often difficult area of career development that many professionals struggle with, but yet you know you need to do it in order to advance. And today we're going to talk about ways to do that, how do you do it. And in particular, you know, the reason I um, came up with this show is because I was speaking at a a uh, function, and it was a breakfast, for the um, Association of African Americans in Human Resources. And one of the questions that came up during that discussion is, you know, how do you do self-promotion? Because especially for women across the board, and I've heard this for years, um, women find it particularly hard to do that, and sometimes they'll point to their male counterparts and say, well, you know, it seems like it's so easy for them to do. And, um, you know, some 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 guys do it well. Some guys kind of rub you the wrong way when they do it at work. But... I'm going to talk about that today, and so for my lady listeners in particular, listen up, because this seems to be an issue that we have uh, in spades as compared to our male counterparts. So we're going to start with the wrong way to self-promote and why it is that many of us don't like it. So let's start with the simple stuff. Some people who self-promote in the workplace just brag, right? Why? The other day, when I was hanging out with the vice president of sales, he made this great joke. And then I said, and on and on, and you're sitting there rolling your eyes thinking, you know, who cares, right? The only reason you're talking about this is because you want to name drop, because you want us all to know that last week you were rubbing shoulders with the VP of sales. Okay, we got it. But 
it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? And you're not sitting there thinking, wow, that guy is really fantastic. Wow, look at that. He was hanging out with the VP of sales. Oh, my. I need to spend more time with him so that I, too, can figure out how I'm going to get in good with the VP of sales. This is just not the reaction that you're going to have. So one issue is it's name dropping. When somebody's in your face dropping names like that, it does not bode well. The other reason that we don't like it is because you can see through it. You can see that this individual is just trying to impress. There is nothing of value that he's really going to share with you. And if you're listening, you're thinking, how is this useful for me? Other than, you know, the fact that you want me to be impressed by you and what you've been doing. So it's not very useful. The other reason it's a problem is it tends to focus on the individual. And there's nothing in it for that person's team. There's nothing in it for that person's company. So you're hanging out with the VP of sales. How does that benefit me? Because at the end of the day, most of us are really interested in what can you do for me anyway. So if you're coming to talk to me about what I can do for you, I'm probably going to be a little bit less interested in that. may sound self-centered, may sound selfish, but that's often kind of true. The other reason we don't like people who brag in that way is because it separates the person from the rest of the team. So here you are trying to shine, and in shining, you want to put yourself ahead of your teammates. You want to put yourself ahead of everybody else, actually. Everybody who wasn't there at the meeting with the VP of sales is probably going to be feeling left out and um, certainly not included in the accolades and the wonder of what you did last week. It also, over time, may reduce opportunities for advancement because if you are the kind of person who brags about what you do and who you were with and you drop names, chances are you're going to find that your team is not going to be very responsive. And not only is your team not going to be very responsive, but your but that goes also for your peers. And whether they're your peers, whether they're your subordinates, they're not going to want to jump up and line up behind you and be led if the perception is that this is the kind of person who's always going to look for their own glory at the expense even sometimes of the rest of the team. These are ways not to self-promote. These are ways that are destructive. And in any event, too much focus on self has a tendency to take away from what you ought to be doing in your job, right? So if I'm busy trying to find ways that I can talk about how great I am and how much I rock, I'm probably not thinking as much about how I can help my department, how I can help my peers, how I can help my subordinates get to do the things that they need to do and get where they need to go. Let us now talk about ways to do it correctly because Now that we've talked about all the things we don't like about self-promotion, we also know that it is important. The reason people do it at all is most often for career advancement. And in fact, there was a study not too long ago by the Catalyst Organization. It was called The Myth of the Ideal Worker. And 
if you go to the posting for this show on the website, www.thespeedwayshow.com, you will find a link to that study. It was actually quite interesting. Among the things that it found was that women get the most career mileage out of self-promotion. How about that? Women who proactively made their achievements visible advanced further. And not only that, but they were more satisfied with their careers and they had the opportunity to make more money. When women are most proactive in making their achievements visible, these are the things that come as a result. And in fact, the study found that this was true more so for women because Tactics for career advancement are not the same across both genders. Go figure. This was the only one that was associated with compensation growth. So we cannot simply say, well, gee, you know, I'm going to focus on my job because that's what I really should be doing anyway, and I'm going to leave the self-promotion to those people who are just kind of, they're just blowhards and they're not really working, which is why they spend all their time chatting and talking about what they wish they were doing. We cannot simply say that. We have to do something. What do you do then if you're thinking, well, you know, I really wasn't raised to shamefully self-promote because it is shameful. And I really don't know how to shamelessly self-promote. I'm really kind of shy. I'm an introvert. I really kind of like to just get out there and get on the grind and do the work. So what do you mean I have to self-promote? We're going to talk about ways to do that. And here's the first strategy. I'm going to give you a number of strategies, seven in all, for how we're going to self-promote in a shameless sort of way. And some of it is going to be stuff that may not even really sound like self-promotion, but it's going to get you there. Here's suggestion number one, strategy one. First, know yourself. Because at the end of the day, Self-promotion only works if you really know what your strengths are, right? I can't go and promote myself in a way that has people shaking their heads and thinking, well, you know, she really doesn't know herself very well because that is just not one of her skills. That is just not one of her talents. So you have to know yourself first. Know what you're good at. Know what you're not good at. Understand your skills, your strengths, and your weaknesses, best way to find this out is not so much to look in the mirror, but to go and ask. Ask the people you work with. Ask your boss. Ask your peers. Ask your subordinates. Get feedback. If you work in a corporation, you might be fortunate enough to be in a situation where you already have a an internal structure for doing just that. And you can get 360-degree feedback, and you're not really going to be wondering what other people think about you. If you don't work in an organization like that, do it informally. Sit down with, and it doesn't have to be, let me sit down with a meeting with you and find out what you think of me, because nobody's going to really tell you, right? Find out informally. Ask your peers. Ask your subordinates. Ask your boss. Have a regular one-on-one with your boss. 
If you are not fortunate enough that it's already baked into the organization, for example, I have a weekly one-on-one with my boss, and I have a weekly one-on-one with the paralegals who report to me. That is our organizational structure. It's incredibly helpful, but you can also create and you can request that within your organization. But self-awareness is critical to successful self-promotion. Strategy number two, identify the work that will move the needle. This is not about you. We're talking self-promotion, but self-promotion only really works if you're doing things that are relevant to your organization. Understand what your company needs to accomplish through you. You are the vehicle for the accomplishing of the objectives. Companies don't hire people so that they can give you a salary. Companies hire you because they have a problem that they're trying to address, and they think that you're the one who's going to be able to do that for them. So keep your focus on what can I do for my organization. When setting your annual objectives, include a few that are really going to make a difference. If you don't work in a company that has a formal objectives process, Create your own plan. Listen to some episodes that we've done on this show with Barbara Hoffmeister on how to set your goals and make your dreams come true. These principles apply just as easily to your personal life as well as your professional life. But you have to have objectives. And if you have objectives, whether they're formal or informal, you have to keep focused on them and figure out what you're doing on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis to accomplish those objectives that you have. But they have to be meaningful. Otherwise, nobody's going to care about how much you rock if you're rocking in ways that, that, that are not meaningful to the organization. Strategy number three, know the right stakeholders. Understand who in your company provides input into your career advancement. If you have a reasonably um, well-constructed hierarchy in your organization, no matter what size your company, you will know that there will be people who will be consulted about whether or not you get a promotion. Sometimes it is the people at your boss's level. Sometimes it's the people at your boss's boss's level. But it's also going to be... Your peers, it's also going to be your subordinates. This is a critical thing to remember. Do not just manage up. Manage across and manage down because no one is going to want to promote you if the people who are already under you do not think you're a good leader. No one is going to be excited about promoting you if your peers don't like you. And if your peers don't respect you and if your peers don't want to work with you because if you get promoted above those people, you're not going to do well. So don't just think about who are the people above my level. Think in particular about who are the people across at my level and who are the people at the levels below me that I influence and that I impact. Strategy number four, now that you know yourself, you know what matters to your company, and you know the right people to talk to, you're ready to start your your shameless self-promotion. Let us, and I'm going to go through these in no particular order, so this is not a stepwise discussion, but I'm giving you ideas, so take these and incorporate them intentionally into what you are doing. My first suggestion, especially for you shy and introverted types, is use your nonverbal 
tools. This day and age is better than ever for shameless self-promotion and a whole lot of other things too because we have the use of technology in ways that we never have before. It is easier to talk to people without really talking to people in ways that it has never been before. Have a LinkedIn profile. That is my number one suggestion because LinkedIn.com is specifically designed for professional networking, professional promotion, professional connecting, and that is going to be a very useful tool to you. If you don't already have a LinkedIn profile, get one, get one today. Why? Because it will allow you to connect to other people in your organization, in your profession, in your company, across multiple um, platforms and multiple disciplines. The other thing that LinkedIn lets you do is it allows you to create your own profile. Some things to remember about your profile. Use this as your de facto resume. Nobody's going to see the resume that's in your closet, that's sitting on your desktop. Use LinkedIn and other professional networking sites as a way to get information out there about who you are and what you're doing. LinkedIn in particular, which I am most familiar with, also allows you to provide updates on books that you're reading, articles that you have read that are going to be relevant to your audience. It allows you to use um, tags and particular words that are going to be most used in a search when other people are looking for someone like you. For example, I manage litigation for a global organization. So among the words that I'm going to use in my profile are words like litigation, dispute resolution, e-discovery. These are the things I do. If somebody's looking for someone who does stuff like I do, they're going to be looking for those kinds of terms. So you can tweak and play with, and LinkedIn will tell you how many people have seen your profile. So you can kind of keep an eye on what works and what doesn't work. While you're at it, Join other online groups that do things relevant to your profession and participate. Uh, you can also use these as a launch pad to speak at educational functions outside of work. Now, that takes us to strategy number five, share what you know. If you go and you speak at a, at a convention, for example, come back and share it with the rest of the people within your organization. This is self-promotion that isn't you saying, hey, I just went to this amazing conference, and boy, it was wonderful. Let me tell you how great it was. That's not what you do when you get back. The other thing you do when you, the other thing that you don't do when you get back is you don't simply say, hey, I went to this conference. It was really interesting. Somebody great spoke. Here's the PowerPoint presentation. You don't throw, you don't throw that stuff out at people either because what you bring that is a value is the context for why that matters to your organization. So the way you share what you know is make it relevant and actionable to your audience. For example, hey, I moderated a panel at this conference with such and such other you know, relevant competitors that we care about last week. We had a discussion about this particular issue that all of us are worried about, let's say how we're going to do better at e-discovery within our organizations, and I found out that actually um, there are a couple of organizations that have uh, voicemails in their uh, internal systems 
where, for example, let's say the voicemail, every time somebody leaves you a voicemail, there's an email that pops up in your uh, inbox to tell you you have a voicemail. So if you're concerned about e-discovery, one of the things that you might be wondering is, gee, are we supposed to preserve those in addition to all the other stuff that we preserve for litigation? Well, here's what um, this other company is doing. Here's what our other competitor is doing. Let us together now come up with our own process for what we're going to do to address this issue. This is an example of how you promote this conference that you just went to in a way that is meaningful and relevant. Now you have, you've done your name dropping, but that wasn't the objective. The objective was to say, our competitors are doing this. We now need to come up with our own plan based on these different ideas. Now you have said something relevant, you've said something meaningful, you've said something useful, you have educated your organization in a way that is going to be useful. The next time you want to go to a conference or the next time you come back from a conference, then people are going to be interested in, hey, you went to a conference, what did you learn? Did you bring back some notes that I can use? That's how you use your knowledge and what you are learning to help promote yourself. Reach out to other people in your organization that can benefit from what you are learning. Let's say you're keeping an eye on articles, which you should be, external articles about what's going on in your industry. Maybe you just send a quick email. Hey, Vice President of Sales, um, I just read this really interesting article that came out today that says the sales environment is going in this direction. Um, thought you might be interested. And you, you give you a little analysis for why it's relevant because your VP of sales probably doesn't have a whole lot of time to read it, and they probably aren't going to be interested in just getting another piece of news of all the pieces of news that they have. So don't just throw things at people. Give it your analysis. Make it valuable. That is how you promote without shamefully doing it by sharing what you know. Strategy number six. Brag about your team. Anybody who works in the team knows that you cannot accomplish as much by yourself as you can with your team. And one of the things that's true is, you know, if you can't do it without them, then praise them for doing it. Every subordinate worries when they are new to an organization about what kind of manager is this. Is this the kind of person who's going to brag only about themselves and be interested in moving their own advancement within the organization? Worse yet, is this the kind of manager who's going to take credit for what I'm doing so that they can try and get ahead? So one of the ways that you can address that question with your team is, number one, give them credit where credit is due, and do it loudly. So if you've got somebody who is reporting to you who does something really good, give them the recognition and do it in front of your boss. Do it in front of your peers so that they get that recognition. Not only does it make them feel good, but it makes you look good because now look at what a good manager you look like you are for giving credit where credit is due. And in addition, it is just the right thing to do, right? If you operate with integrity, you know that you ought not to be taking credit for your employees anyway. You should give them credit where they deserve it. 
Now we get to strategy number seven. Above all else. I'm going to quote a quote from my favorite, all-time favorite motivational speaker, Zig Ziglar. If you do not know about Zig Ziglar, I highly recommend that you seek him out. Um, I think his website is com, But he also has a really nice um, page on Facebook. So for those of you who are into Facebook, uh, go and look at Zig's stuff. He's got lots of things that he's got going on. But one of the things Zig Ziglar said that I have always remembered and found to be true for at least the past 13 years of my career since I first heard him say it was, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And what this is about is self-promotion ought to be about other people. If you want to get ahead in your organization, the question isn't, how am I going to convince my boss to give me more money? The question is, who do I need to help in order to move the needle in a meaningful way such that I will get ahead? The getting ahead becomes the byproduct of the work that you have done. So always, always start with, if you want something, who do I need to help to get it? And the first thing that you have to do is do excellent work, right? So remember that we have identified who we're doing this excellent work for. We have figured out who our main stakeholders are in the organization, who are the people we report to, who are all the dotted line reporting relationships, who are all the people who matter and who are affected by the work that I'm doing, and who are my peers, who are my direct peers, my dotted line peers, the peers that I have in other departments, who are the people that report to me directly and indirectly, who are the teams that I have to work with where I am essentially trying to get people in perhaps different relationships to do what I need them to do. Now I find I've identified all of those people do excellent work and figure out how to help them get what they're trying to accomplish. If you are in an objectives-oriented organization, you know that everybody else has got objectives, and everybody else is trying to figure out how to meet their objectives. And most people on most days will never say no to offers of help. How are you going to help me get my job done and meet my objectives? That's what you have to think about. So bottom line, do excellent work. It's a given. It is expected. If you're doing shoddy work, nothing else is going to matter. Be responsive and stay in touch. I say this because I struggle with this mightily. We have more emails coming at us today and more information than ever before. And it is a challenge to be responsive and to stay in touch with everybody you need to stay in touch with on a regular basis. Find ways to do it. Find ways to get organized. There are tools out there on the web to help you do that, but you have to find a way to be responsive to your important stakeholders and stay in touch. Be genuine, be kind, be considerate, and people will teach you a horn for you. I'll give you an example. I happen to know, because I travel a fair amount for work, that for most of us on most days, the schedule is I leave the airport I get into the cab or the car, I go to my hotel, I go to my conference, I go to my hotel, I go back to the airport, I go home. If I don't know anybody in that particular location, 
I am not getting out and about very much. And what that means is when people come to our headquarters, which happen to be in St. Paul, Minnesota, if they're coming from out of the country, if they're coming from out of town, particularly out of the country, they probably aren't getting around very much except to wherever the team events take them. So when I have stakeholders who are in town that I want to build relationships with, I make it a habit to offer, hey, let me take you out to lunch. And I take them someplace they normally would not go. Um, I had a director who was in town not too long ago, and it just so happened that she needed to buy some, or she wanted to buy some iPods for some members of her family. And I took her for an afternoon, and we hopped into the car, and we went shopping. And I showed her where to go to get the best deals, and so we got her some iPods. She happens to run into my boss in the hallway, and I don't know what she said to him, but evidently it was wonderful because he comes back to me and he said, oh, she was just carrying on about how she loves you and you're so wonderful and it's great. And I am sure that part of the reason she felt motivated to say that was because I took time out of my day to take her out to do something that was completely not work-related, but it gave us a chance to get to know each other and to bond. So be kind be genuine, be considerate. You can't fake interest in other people. But when they feel like you're interested, they're going to respond, and you will have other people tooting your horn for you. And that brings us to the end of our talk today. Join us next week for a continuation in our Career Profile series when I will be talking to Laura Herzog about what it takes to be the Director of Diversity for an Ivy League university like Cornell. In the meantime, visit thespeedwayshow.com. Check out this particular episode for links and articles to um, how you can do a better job of self-promotion, as well as shows that are related to this particular topic. You can also join us on facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow and twitter.com at the handle thespeedwayshow. So until next week, live well, live fully, go in peace, and toot your horn. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.